Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Marilyn Townsend, and I would like to introduce Maxwell Laubenstein, who is running for Alder in District 4. Welcome, Maxwell. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement about the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office, and why you are running for Alder. Yeah, I'm happy to, and uh, thanks for having me. I am Maxwell Laubenstein, and I will be running for the District 4 City Alder in Madison. Um, so just going back from my start, I guess, uh, my mother was a Chicago Union teacher. My father was an illustrated stay-at-home. Um, I was an environmentalist at heart, and I came to Madison wanting to go into ecological restoration. And as I got a bit into a little bit of the environmental circles, um, a small pandemic hit, and we were up. Uh, and I was faced with seeing a lot of my friends and community members um, struggling to stay in their homes, struggling to stay afloat during this arduous time for everyone and seeing these systems in place, not really fully meeting the needs of the community. And so I started getting involved with activism, with organizing, and one issue kind of led to another because everything is just so inherently intersectional. And within the year, I was running for a position within the Associated Students of Madison and became the Student Services Finance Committee Chair, where I was able to start making definitive changes within in the university. I was um, controlling a $35 million budget that was reallocated to, to support specifically student services. So issues from mental health on campus to uh, survivorship services to well, pandemic response. And once I became involved with these circles, I couldn't just step away from it. Um, and I, I realized that I didn't have to wait until I had a degree and three internships and a job to be someone who could have an impact on my community. And so as more and more issues came up and we started organizing around more things, um, I realized that this that alone wasn't going to be enough. And so I decided to run for office to, to help work with those communities I've been in touch with to make the changes that people are, are asking for in the city. What actions or programs would you support to enhance public safety in Madison? And in particular, what is your position on the use of body cameras by the Madison police officers? So when it comes to public safety, we really just need to be looking to our marginalized community members um, and remain in as open dialogue with our constituents as possible. From what I've learned, really, from all my times working with communities of uh, organizations of color and other marginalized folks is that other working class individuals is that Madison really needs to just fully invest in addressing the root causes and issues around safety rather than um, support program like the expansion of CARES or the Madison Ford Fund, which would help provide a, a uh, low income families are going to help 
provides public safety in the area. What we found is that when it comes to body cameras in particular, body cameras don't stop police officers from using excessive force. And so we, we can't we can't prioritize them over other public safety needs. What do you see as the most important environmental issues the city needs to address? What would be your priorities for council action on these issues? I think the, the most publicly aware issue is, of course, water quality in Madison. Wisconsin as a whole has a, an issue with uh, PFAS or forever chemicals. But in general, um, we could use an expansion in just our water management system. Um, I'm studying to be a biological systems engineer, focusing specifically on interactions with uh, or organic systems and natural resources. I've studied water management systems and water, studied water processing. I have learned different, different programs and areas we're lacking that we can invest into further improve our system to provide better quality of water and other systems to our area. But I've also been studying, again, I said earlier, I wanted to go into eventually into ecological restoration, ecosystem restoration. Um, it's our, our lakes in particular had had significant degrees of pollution over the course of several decades. Uh, the high water retention time in those lakes has meant that there's still a significant recovery period before we have what is considered going to be considered clean water. Um, I think most residents will say don't eat the fish. And our restoration projects, such as the Wetland Rest Restoration Research Project in the Arboretum, and have been cut in the past by the city. And currently, what's going to be determined by the next election is the results of uh, a proposed restoration project in the Void Farms property in Southeast Madison. So the most direct actions coming from this like invest in the expansion of our water management systems to support the environmental restoration initiatives and to support Clean Lakes funds. What is your position on increasing the pay for alders? So there's a, a difficult dichotomy here. Um, the issue with the current pay level is that we have alders who are struggling to work as an alder to adequately commit to their job and to pay rent and to pay for food and to pay for gas. And I fully believe that individuals of any income level should be able to afford to be represented. Just because a member uh, a member of Madison is of a low-income community doesn't mean that they should be restricted from pursuing positions in office because of on the basis that they wouldn't be able to afford to act as a representative. The other half of this is that we have to be careful how how quickly we increase it because we don't want to incentivize uh, people pursuing office simply as a a mode of a full job as a career. We don't want uh, permanent others who are only looking at to further support themselves and developing gaps in their careers without pursuing any other interests or fields. So what I'm proposing is that we increase it to what would be equivalent to a livable wage in the rest of Madison. And we pursue supporting wage increases across Madison as, as a whole as well. What, if anything, do you think the city should do, should be doing to support economic development? So off the bat, it would be to support and expand small loan programs to bring small businesses back to and small local businesses back to the empty lots downtown and across many of the more developed areas in, uh, and commercial areas of Madison. 
Um, I currently work at a, a new business on State Street. Um, it's a wonderful little spot called Suki's. We're currently in our first year and a half or so, and we're struggling to establish ourselves uh, in our in our niche in the area, while still facing the burden of licensing fees and uh, quick loan returns. So, from what I've learned from as as a worker in this environment, is that the best way to kind of support the development of new businesses is to support the financial and uh, support that you know the cities able to provide through more appropriate and long-term loans um, and through the lessening of, of specific licensing fees. How do you see racial disparities impacting constituents in your district? And are there any actions the city should take to address them? So economic disparities and local violence will all will have historically disproportionately affected minority communities and, and marginalized communities. Um, and so the, the initial development would be support programs uh, we kind of discussed earlier to, to lessen the impact of financial and uh, disparities and increase public safety. But beyond that, um, I have shown through my history working with multicultural orgs, both in the university and outside of the university from the BIPOC coalition to a number of uh, multicultural student orgs that I, my, I do prioritize raising the voice of, of such communities. And as very clearly a white man, I want to have my door open and continue that open dialogue about what specific needs uh, these communities uh, will self-describe and promote at, <laughs> what these communities are asking for as necessary changes in Madison. Um, my email is vote at maxwellformadison.com. Please reach out if there's more specific things. I am, um, but it's really gonna come down to this open dialogue and doing our best to support our community as a whole. What are the most critical issues that you see facing the people in your district and what would you propose to address them? So in our district in particular, we have a lot of, I'm going to pull this back to housing a little bit because we do have a lot of, uh, a large variety of housing types in the district, but specifically around the Mifflin and kind of lower income housing and naturally occurring low income housing. We have what's occurring from the decline in housing quality, which is leading, which due to a lack of um, awareness of resources available in the city to support tenants and support what uh, landlord accountability. Uh, we're seeing just the, the, the quality of living in those areas just declining quickly. So tenants are faced with the, the unfortunate uh, decision between choosing between high income housing, either some kind of uh, some of the luxury housing from Lucky to you know, all of development to some of our other locations like the hub um, or choosing to what's essentially housing that is falling to pieces. I myself used to live above the, uh, the old Fabroni Steli uh, I, it was the only housing I could get during the pandemic, and it was falling apart. The roof caved in over the winter. I was invested with silverfish houses, uh, showers held together with duct tape. Floors falling apart. I could go on and on and on. And ultimately, when I tried to eventually pursue services, uh, it was 
difficult and the system was overwhelmed because there are so many units like this. And we are lowering the reputation of our city by not doing more to support the quality and availability of housing. Uh, in district particularly, there's a new development on Bassett, which is currently a proposal. And I'm recommending that constituents come and speak at these development meetings, telling them that we need affordable public housing to, to provide spaces for, for our, our community. Um, so we're a quickly growing city and we're not producing housing fast enough to, to support that growing population. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Um, as with every election, please go out and vote. Uh, in this particular uh, district, we will have a primary on February 21st. Please find your voting location, make a plan, go vote. Uh, if you'd like more information about me or to, to reach out and contact me, you can go to my website, which is maxwell4madison.com. That's maxwell4madison.com. Or reach out to my email, which I said before, which is vote at maxwell4madison.com. Um, again, the go vote, make a plan, make some, get calls with friends, get a decisive action ready to go. The primary is on February 21st. The general election is on April 4th. Thank you very much. I want to thank Maxwell Laubenstein for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel, and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I want to thank you for joining us.